here and we are off. Good afternoon everyone and hello for those of you on YouTube. Appreciate you joining me this afternoon. And for those of you on Instagram, thank you so much for joining me. And for those listening to this podcast uh, through your activities while you're driving around or walking your dog or using the loo, whatever the case may be, thank you for joining me this afternoon. This is BC once again. I'm here in beautiful Rochester, New York. We've had some very interesting weather. It's been cloudy, then sunny, then humid, then rainy. It's really interesting. Hello, Sam. Good talking to you earlier today. Bronco, thumb up to you as well. Danny Webb, thank you so much. And for those of you who are listening to the podcast and on YouTube, this is an environment where every Tuesday I come on board and I provide great answers to some of your tech questions. And I really want to thank the guys here at the Hyatt in Rochester for the great, excellent hospitality and allow me the opportunity to do this, you know? We're doing great, Ruckus. Thank you so much for asking. Hello, Jay Lee. Thank you so much. Garaj, good seeing you. And once again on YouTube, um, thank you for joining us on our channel. And for those of you who would like to see this afterwards, I'll have this up on YouTube very briefly, indefinitely, of course, and it'll be here on Instagram for 24 hours. So thank you so much. Portland, I will soon, because there is a very interesting racing series that we're trying to get affiliation with, and that's the, um, the WC, and we'll see if we can come out there and join you. Hello, sir. Good seeing you. I believe who said hi to me right now. James. Hello, James. Amara, good seeing you as well. You know, Giant, just uh, having a good time. Still out here in New York filming for a very exciting show which should come to a Netflix stream very soon. And I should be here for the balance of this week, and I'll be back in L.A. very soon as well. It's treating me well. As a matter of fact, Giant, uh, people in Rochester are very pleasant, and I'm having a great time meeting great enthusiasts here. And there's a meet they have every Wednesday, tomorrow, midday. Hopefully I can go out there. I hear that as much as a 1,000 cars show up from all different genres and all different type of marquees, which is pretty exciting. Okay, I know, Dio, I'm so sorry, sad as well. You know, I have a front wheel drive and road racing would have definitely been the way to go, except I did obey the rules. I had three tires and other people had some really stickier slicks on the road drive, so it was good, but guess what? To make you happy, I'm building a revenge car. So it should come up very soon and on episode or season two, if we get invited back, I'll bring this revenge car out, and I'm not going to make it easy for anyone, you know? Oh, yeah, Boosper Gear is awesome, yes, but it doesn't uh, make up for regular street tires on a car that makes over 1,000. Even at 500 horsepower, it's very difficult to keep adhesion on street tires in a front-wheel drive, which is pretty interesting. Barn, thank you so much for the kind words. I really appreciate that. And you know what? I do have some shirts released now, so I put up a story last night. So if you click on the story that is here on Instagram, You'll see the link where I have the van shirts. Um, I also have some shirts with the big turbo and the water-cooled, air-cooled setup. And this is on the BC Motor website, so you can see that as well, which is not a problem. Dubai, I will soon. I have a very good guy, uh, Dr. Ahmed, who's been a great friend as time progresses, and he's invited me to Dubai. So don't be surprised if I'm there very, very soon. Um, so, Project Freedom 13, perfect, Aden. I'm glad to hear that. I spoke to Daryl this morning. He's anticipating helping you out. Very busy, but he's here to help, which is very really great. So, Shrek's revenge car is going to be not only rear-wheel drive, but better than rear-wheel drive. So, you can figure that out and see what I'm talking about. Um, on the Odyssey, I used an air ride suspension. So, it's a company that's based in the Southern California area. He's here on Instagram, air ride suspension. Um, the gentleman's name, the owner's Raymond, great guy. And if you can't find him, DM me and I'll connect the two of you, you know? Oh, thank you so much, Caleb. That was put together by Basile Designs. He's overseas and a very talented artist. 
and he designed that so nicely, I have to build it. So I, Sam, Duran, we're all going to get together and put our heads together and hands together and make sure that this project becomes a reality and hopefully we can have it exactly designed or let's say 90% there, which is pretty good. My pleasure, one of 5,000. Thank you so much. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Sounds good. I'd be more than happy to assist you, which is great. Um, I look forward to assisting you as well, then, and exceeding your expectations. And speaking of expectations, I've been getting a lot of requests for the Cayman Turbo Kit, and I want you guys to hang on. I should have that ready by the fourth quarter of this year. We have so many projects going on at the shop, and I definitely will have that for you soon. Um, have I worked on Porsche Cayennes? Yes, I've had a 455 myself, a turbo, and we've done quite a bit. Flashing, exhaust systems, cat bypasses, and that happens in-house. So if you're local, we can definitely take care of you. We're kind of slammed until the end of October. So if you're able to wait till then, we can definitely get you in. Um, so Wagga Van, Snell's asking. The Wagga Van is at the office. So we have two Wagga Vans in house. We're building one definitely for SEMA launch this year, which will be very groundbreaking. So stay tuned for what myself and my partners have in mind for all of you. Um, season two premiere, nothing yet. I know that the team um, from Fastest Car is trying to get their budgets together. But when that happens, hopefully we get chosen again and I'll bring out my revenge car. I think I had a question about a revenge car. Um, jet revenge car, no wheel spin. Well, that is very, you know, the point is a sleeper. And most sleepers are fairly cost effective. A jet car wouldn't be very cost effective. <laughs> and not very safe for people behind me. So I don't think that would be allowed. It has to be, I'm sure, internal combustion or EV or a combination of the two in a hybrid format. Hello, Josh. Good seeing you. Pachanga, Alex, good seeing you. You're still missing action. I'll be back soon. Come by and see me. Uh, yes, I would love to take and <laughs> put IE on the map. Thank you so much. And even out here, there's some IE representation out here on the show that we're filming right here in New Rochester as well. So you'd be very pleased when that comes out. Hello, Ricky, my friend. Good seeing you. Greetings, Yi. Um, I do not have my traveling trousers today, but it may be close to that. So you see the trousers I have today is pretty different. It has some tears and rips and whatnot, so kind of fitting as well. So that being said, um, I do have some trousers, but not my proper traveling trousers. Hello, Shell. Thanks for joining us. I miss you guys. I can't wait to get back to Southern California, Shell. Good seeing you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, the dude, Pasha. I appreciate the kind words. Alex, I'm having a great trip. It's just very long hours. Um, to be honest with you, set call is usually about 3 p.m., and we film... We have meetings and film from then until about 6.30 in the morning. So it's late nights. If I'm a little bit tired, forget my demeanor. It's been really bananas over here. But I appreciate the kind words. Um, well, Ronster, stay tuned because you know that drawing that I put up this morning to commemorate this Tech Tuesday. I think this is our 38th episode. That is something that I have in mind for the 986. So stay tuned, wish me luck. I'd love to be able to recreate that beautifully so it can look more like a 986 RSR. So hang tight, you know? Um, I didn't go just asking, what, which one of my cans would I suggest for NA setup with a 70 millimeter throttle body and skunk two intake? It depends on your compression. So if you have something that's 12 to one or lower, I would say the level three. If you have much higher compression than that and you want the ultimate in power, a level X, you can't go wrong with that. Hello, Junior. Just out here in Rochester, New York, having a great time. But I, I really miss home, and I look forward to getting to L.A. soon. It's, the weather here is actually quite pleasant. It's in the upper 70s, where I think in L.A. it's triple digits, I believe, which is pretty crazy. So um, 
Have I run the Wagovani Quarter? Snell, I haven't run the Wagovani Quarter because I haven't built it yet. So when I build it, I'll be able to provide you with not only quarter mile times, but in-car videos and time slips and outside videos too. So after it's built, it's not possible to run a car when it's not built yet. Uh, thank you, Leanne. Good seeing you. What is a crab legal turbo in California? Well, I think you mean carb legal. Um, I know that Grady makes a kit that is carb legal and also, I think Edelbrock as well, and they both have carb certifications. They don't make huge power, so I think on um, a D-series, it puts you in the upper 100s, lower 200 range, but it's still carb legal, enjoyable, and allows you to pass emissions and also the visual inspection. You know. Thank you so much, IST. Good seeing you, Manol. I haven't seen you in quite a while. I hope things are well with you out there. It's been a long time since we've spoken and interacted, but I hope things are fantastic. Hello, Bob. Good seeing you. Oh, my, my pleasure, life. I mean, without you guys, I am nothing. So I'm here to help, you know. Um, so Brian said he didn't get to see me at the Peterson Museum. How did I like it? Um, well, I was there. It was a blast. The Peterson is just chock full of history. And you know what's great about the Peterson? It's not all about only domestic vehicles or about European vehicles. It's a beautiful mix of everything automotive, even motorcycles, bicycles. I've seen a kayak there. It's kind of weird. But anything that propels people and helps enjoyment, it improves quality of life through automotive technology um, on the land and off the land. It's just fantastic. So I had a blast there. Met some great people. The last time we were there, courtesy of Super Street, I think Toyota was one of the main sponsors there. I had a very good time. It was absolutely fantastic. Sorry I missed you out there. Hello, Mr. Diego. The drinks, the drinks are right here, actually. So you see um, the street craft bar, and this young lady right there setting everything up. So um, I don't really consume alcohol when I'm away from home or around people I trust. So that being said, I'm not going to drink anything here, you know. So, um, Minion is asking, what is a good power mod for a single cam ZC non VTEC? So, it depends on what your goal is, but really straightforward bolt ons would be header, code air intake, camshafts, and valve train. Those are good bolt on mods that can help you significantly. The ZC non VTEC is akin, it depends if you're talking about, oh, single cam. So, ZC sometimes non VTEC is akin to the D16A6, which is an engine that I love so much, got me through school. I got that thing to, I believe it was 12.6, driving daily when I was in college. Um, I had dual carbs on that, so I addressed the intake. I had uh, DC headers at the time. That's all we could get. But I ended up having something bespoke made with our name. Um, I used DC3A1 pistons, um, a fairly aggressive camshaft, and, and valve train. And I got it to 12, which is pretty nice. So that's a nice power mod. If your budget is a little bit more generous, definitely turbocharging would be the way to go. You know. um, revenge car, I would drive K-Series EG. Um, no, it won't be an EG. I can tell you it won't be that. But I like where you're going with that. That's a very good concept that you have in mind there. Um, best cam for NAZ6, 70 million put our body coated intake exhaust is going to inlet method. So I did, I just mentioned to you, it depends on your camshaft, I mean your compression. 12 to 1 or lower, DC model level 3. Higher than that, DC model level X. Hello, Instala, how are you? Good seeing you. You're giant. I extended the sale of Pure on my website. So you can still get it for $13.99 plus shipping which is a significant difference from 21 is what people typically sell it at, and I believe it's on Amazon for 2150 or something like that. So I'm giving a smashing sale so many of you can take advantage of the Pure brand. It's something that I love very much and has helped me tremendously in my aspirations for reliable power. Um, my pleasure, C. Perez, and I won't be here too long because um, call time is in about 40, no, from like about 40 minutes from now, so I won't be able to go on too long. Um, so uh, I see a question from Roman. 
He needs my help with a Honda Odyssey 2000 with a 3.5 liter VTEC 320. You need to put a cold air intake. That's actually quite simple. So our friends from AEM induction can definitely help you. So you can write to them. If you have a hard time, DM me, and I'll put you in touch with the right people to make that happen for you. Uh, too Soon Jr., hello. He was able to meet me and speak to me a little bit at California IBOC meet this year. Yes, I had a great time. I hadn't been to IBOC in quite a few moons, so it was good to be able to go out there and interact with many enthusiasts. That was fantastic indeed. Oh, thank you so much, Ranger. I appreciate the kind words. The best is yet to come. And for those of you on YouTube and also on the podcast, um, Ranger Yeti was saying that he loves to learn and he's learned quite a bit from me from my live feed. So thank you so much. Ronster, my pleasure. I am here to help. Thumb up to you as well, Dippin' Deep, by all means. Thank you, Dippin' Deep. You're so kind. Um, I was in Pacific Northwest. It's been a while since I've been out there. I love the tracks up there. I love the track in Oregon. I love the track uh, Kent Raceway, which is pretty nice as well. Very, very nice. Um, so, Lifted says, uh, waiting to see the new Wagon Van build. He has a manual all-wheel drive. Would love for you to come down to Florida. I'd love to be there. I love Florida. Miami, Orlando, even Orlando Speedway. People there are so pleasant. I miss that place. So thank you so much for the kind words. Stock compression, go with the level three. The level three will be the way to go. It's a very, um, very nice cam, very powerful. Um, you lose very little bit of bottom end. You have a slightly little bit idle, but it will give you amazing mid-range and top end. It's fantastic. Yeah, a little bit humid, absolutely, you know. Um, what do you think of Hector's running three-spoon motors with NOS? I have no idea who Hector is or what that is. So forgive me if I have blinders on. I don't know who you're speaking of, but um, I'm sure it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, oh, thank you, thank you. Um, it's, I'm not using the Wi-Fi here. I'm actually using my direct seller, courtesy of... Who am I using? Uh, T-Mobile, T-Mobile, you know. More Wago Van, absolutely. Super hot and smoking for... Oh, that's... Are you serious? I heard about in California they're having a crazy wildfire. That's pretty sad, you know. Um, Zane is asking, have I built a 9th gen SI yet? I am so ashamed. Zane, I'm very ashamed about that question because we worked with American Honda to build the most powerful 9th gen ever. And it's sad that most people don't know about it. Honda doesn't push any of the older models. So we made a 1004 with a 9th gen years ago on the AM Infinity, designed camshaft, valve train, pistons, rods, you name it for that application. The head flows amazingly well on the, on the um, K24 Z7. The exhaust is limited because it has a single outlet, so it flows much like, more like a restricted B-series. But it's perfect for turbocharging. If you want the ultimate in NA performance, it's not the best head. For turbocharging, it is spectacular. So, yes, I have. Oh, there's Rutledge. Oh, he's, look at this guy. Hello, BC Nation. <laughs> Good to see you. <laughs> Good to see you. Huge fan. It? Love watching your show. Oh, you're too kind. You're but too every kind. time I comment, it goes up too quickly. Oh. I see you. I'm like, what's up, BC? Good seeing you, sir. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm glad to be this. here thing we can't talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't think we can talk. Let's see what people are saying. They're probably losing their minds. Thank you hey, so much. Do you remember yes. that time you loaned me that 1,000 horsepower Odyssey? Yeah, I loaned it to you. And let me drive it up though. Pikes Peak? Yes. Thank you. Hello, how are you? Good to see you. It's Tech Tuesday. Tech Tuesday, so we're here live with people. Yeah. Lindsay Zarniak. Oh, hi, I just saw this. Lindsay Zarniak. No makeup. We just don't want to be here. Okie dokie, gotta go. Good seeing you guys. Great seeing you. Peace out. Thank you. So it's, as you see guys, it's a fantastic what we have going on here, which is very nice. I know, Fabian, right? It's crazy, you know? Um, I see a great question from Jose. How can one prevent a turbo from destroying the engine? 
that is tough because when a turbo goes out, especially when you use something that's not very ideal, the impeller in the compressor can disintegrate. The exhaust wheel, if that disintegrates, that's not so bad. But when the compressor wheel disintegrates, it goes in the engine and it wrecks havoc. It's very difficult. But here's one thing that's a great way of keeping reliability for your turbo system, is to use quality turbochargers. That's the way to go, which is pretty nice, you know? Um, I know, but you know, the crazy thing is that m our schedule is day by day, so I didn't know when we'll get to leave, and it may not make sense now, but as Relic said, it's something we're talking about, which is very strange. Um, it'll come to sense, it'll make sense later on when that show airs. Hello Marvin, I miss you guys too. I'm going to come back soon, I, I really promise. I promise, I promise, I promise. And I may have missed a bunch of questions here, which is crazy. Um, I do want to do a Mark V. Well, then again, I used to be a Mark V VW or Mark V Toyota Supra. Let me know which one you're speaking of, you know? Um, yeah, we do have, yeah, we do have work in-house, LS Tech. I just don't do cages, but everything else can be done. And Marvin is here, part of our team. He helps with that significantly, you know? Um, beautiful. Okay, let's see what else is going on here. What else do you have here? Um, I am in a show, Ray Lauren, that I can only say is on Netflix, and it has to do with cars. And those two, Lauren and also Rutledge, is part of it. So that's all I can say, you know. Um, what if we could get a Hurricane V10 and swap it on a Urus? That would be pretty cool. Some people may think that's sacrilegious because they like the Urus power plant, but that would be really cool, actually. <laughs> Oh, VW. Okay, so, yes, I like the VW. I'm still watching one. There's one um, in the Pacific Northwest I have my eyes on. So, when that becomes available, don't be surprised if you see it in my facility, you know? Um, getting sponsorships, waiting to run. Oh, you, you know what's crazy? And Matador is asking, Chris, I believe your name is, asking, what is the best way to get sponsorships? And what's so sad is that by the time you need sponsorships and to prove yourself to get them very easily, you don't need them anymore. What does that mean? How I got sponsorships today, which is not big a challenge because most sponsors tend to refer other sponsors to me, I had to build things myself, buy products, figure things out myself, and go really fast. And by the time I'm fast, I have all my components, I really don't need them. But there's also a great benefit. As you become more popular and you get your car to become reliable and fast and participate, whether it's drifting, drag racing, road racing, time attack, autocross, gymkhana, you name it, by the time you do very well in that field, there's some opportunities where you can help brands improve their exposure to the populace. So that being said, you can become very valuable where it's a two-way street. Please do not think about sponsorship as a one-way road where you just get free products. It is an opportunity for you to help create brand awareness and influence to your peers for a brand. And that's very important. And the one way to do that properly is to partner with great people and do what you say and say what you do. So if you give a commitment that you're going to go to events and represent, do that. If you're going to run a sticker, do that. If you're going to put up things on social networking, do that. Now is the best time to be an influencer or a key opinion leader. Take full advantage of it. And that being said, you can not only benefit in having great products for your program and going faster and more reliable, you can also help those brands grow. And they always would feel significant gratitude and help you even further. So... You can do well financially and with parts doing that, but you have to prove yourself first. And with that proof, they will know that you're very serious. So I do hope that helps, you know? Um, no, Hedy's not here, Ken. Hedy's in Los Angeles um, holding the fort down while I'm here solo in Rochester, New York. 
And happy belated birthday, by the way, Ken. Um, Ken just had a birthday recently. He's epic writer, great guy. Another great advocate for Purell as well. It's fantastic, you know. Um, I have not worked on 2006 Super Engine physically, but I've designed components and provided parts for those people who are building them. But I haven't had one in-house. All the relationships I typically have when I build cars come from the OEM manufacturer. So I'm open to working with Subaru. If they're here to help, I'll be more than happy to assist, you know? Likewise, I really like VWs because it's almost like miniature Porsches. I mean, they're very solid, and the iron block can take 700 horsepower stock without sleeving. Valve train upgrade, pistons, rod, and an engine management solution or flash, and you're done. I love it. It's fantastic. Ford Focus ST. I'm not very fond of Fords. <laughs> I'm not too pleasant experience recently with them, and dealing with, dealing with something crazy right now. It's pretty interesting, you know? Um, you know what? When I would do a Hellcat crate engine, but not an Aero Atom. I want to do that in something crazy. You know what I want to do? I want to do a Hellcat engine into a Pacifica van. That would be awesome. That would be something I would love to do and convert to rear-wheel drive. That would be fantastic, you know? You are special, Ken. Thank you so much. And I think I had a very good question from Adam Good. What exhaust size would I suggest for a D16A6? Okay. A Z6, what exhaust size? My opinion and my experience in terms of power, the largest you can fit under your undercarriage. So on my D-series, whether it was 1.5 or 1.6, I made the most power with a 3-inch exhaust. Some people do 2 and a quarter, 2-inch. You are really restricting it. It's the old wife's tale that you need that back pressure. So that being said, 3-inch, if you can't get 3-inch, 2.75 at a minimum, and you will love it, you know? Um, yes, I have, Ray Lauren, and I want to make a surprise, but I'll give you a hint. It's very modern. It's late model Honda, I can tell you that, you know. Um, yes, it would be a reliable car car, absolutely. Thank you so much, Sabre God. I appreciate the kind words. Um, so, I said a while ago that locking VTEC will yield high mid-range power. Can I confirm? Not mid-range power per se. It makes for a more efficient engine. You know, the purpose of the VTEC assembly is to allow you to have like a swap out of a cam mid-drive. Mid, mid so you can have proper idle quality and still be able to have the power up top. So if you put a big camshaft in a car that has no VTEC, let's say an earlier D-series or earlier B-series that doesn't have any VTEC at all, to get a big power setup, your idle is typically very poor because of the overlap and pumping losses that you experience. And most people don't like that. It's really hard to be able to have a very nice low RPM efficiency from a dead stop. On the flip side, if you get a small camshaft with very wide lobe separation and very small overlap, and you have impeccable idle quality, you suffer up top. VTEC allows you to eat your cake and have it too, and the IVTEC with a variable camshaft allows you, on transit time timing, allows you to get that even further with a broader torque curve. So that being said, when it comes to motorsports, however, high speed, drag racing, road racing, where you don't experience RPMs lower than, let's say, 3,000 RPMs, you can have more efficiency by removing the heavy valve train mass that's affiliated with VTEC, because there is some mass there, and having non-VTEC completely. So what I like to do is to have custom rockers where you replace the non-VTEC rockers with some pretty beefy ones, take out the center VTEC assembly so you now have weight removed, more efficiency, and instead of having a lock VTEC with the pressure of two valves and springs involved with that on one lobe, you now have each lobe with its own rocker assembly. Allows for higher RPM capability, allows for much lighter valve train, and much more reliability. So I hope that helps. How much horsepower can I get from a 1.0 liter engine? It depends on the head. Fabian, 
the head has the highest potential for power. So from a 1.0 liter engine, highest horsepower, period, I can do anything from, wow, we did some motorcycle stuff, from 200 horsepower to 400, maybe 450, but it depends on the head itself. That has a huge bearing on what happens there, you know? Um, I should do a tech talk on how to fabricate all drive kit for a Honda Integra. Um, I would love to. That would just take uh, a lot of work for people who are not mechanically inclined or welding. It may narrow the audience of people who may be interested, but I'll probably explore that. Let's, let's talk about that in a few months. Um, Jose, write to us, lab at bcmo.com. Send me a resume. Let's see what we can do. I love being able to work with enthusiasts who are serious about success. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. For those of you who didn't know what I was saying, I'm from Nigeria, I'm Igbo, and I was speaking my language and greeting Ikenna in my mother tongue. So I hope that helps, you know? Um, I like the VR6. I like the old school VR6 engines, they're pretty cool. So I will hold up for that. I love the challenge of being able to make power from that as well. Hello, Victor, how are you? Good seeing you. Sable's question. I don't know if I missed it. Um, so what I like, positive displacement Roostar superchargers. I actually like those. One thing about Roostar superchargers is that they give you a compact space, they're fairly efficient with the veins and how they work together. And when you spray water meth in front of it, it does a great job in sealing those crevices that exist. OEMs love them because they really respond very nicely. The challenge is some roost type blowers are embedded in the intake. So if you throw a belt, the engine is done. While if you do have a centrifugal external supercharger, like something you would see with Vortec, you don't have that challenge if something happens. So that being said, in competition, I probably prefer a separate vortex style centrifugal supercharger. But if I'm driving daily and doing crazy stuff, I, I don't mind I don't mind the root style. I don't mind that at all, you know. Mohammed, I've been great. How are you? Hope things are great with you. Um, I'm not familiar, Fabian, with the VWAP engines at all. I'm not familiar. Um, 70 millimeter throttle body versus four forty four millimeter ITBs. I prefer the ITBs, and depending on the engine size, I would prefer something 46 to 50. On my D-Series, and I had a customer come by, great guy, um, he's here on Instagram as well. Um, Scott actually listened to me. Most people tend to argue with me about cross-section area, especially on small displacement engines, and people say, put 40s, put 44s, and I convinced him to do 50. And he did on his road race car, and the car woke up. He has Beast Moto level three camshafts. He made a significant amount of power. He's a racer, so I know he's very hush-hush on how much power he makes because he wants to be very competitive. But this D-Series started screaming. So I would suggest that, opposed to a 70mm throttle body, go with 50mm ITBs, and you would love it. ITBs versus center feed, properly designed versus properly designed, ITBs, shit. Definitely, because you can actually comfortably play around with intake lengths, especially in regard to the trumpet, to the valve head, and really capture some very awesome inertia supercharging by taking advantage of intake pulse harmonics. And if you can capture, if you have enough space in your bay to capture the second harmonic, that's where you have the highest pulsation and you can make the most power. Just bear in mind that the advantageous RPM is very narrow, but on the same token, you can do extremely well with it. Um, the most power I've gotten out of an NAAP1 F20C is about 330 wheel. I've, and there's more potential. NA, there's more potential. And um, 
that will change, I'm sure, in the next few weeks when I get back to that car again because the VTEC assemblies were misbehaving. So you were just talking about VTEC. Once you get that rectified, it'll make even more. Oh, yes, it is, Giant. People are so pleasant. Thank you so much. You see, even here in the lobby, even the Rochester Hotel, they're so pleasant. They've been excellent hosts. I love being here. I look forward to coming back again. The barbecue is awesome. The people are great. I really don't drink, so I can't say the drinks are fantastic. But um, just being here, meeting great enthusiasts, people who are really serious about cars, even that local speed shop here, um, the little speed shop, the owner, his wife, Jill, great people. They've been such great advocates, just wonderful enthusiasts, and genuinely great people. And I was here a moment ago. You saw the lovely Lindsay come in from ESPN, and also Rutledge was here as well. And just great. It's just fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thumbs up to you as well, Che. By all means, you will not regret it. ITBs, you, you can't beat it. It's absolutely fantastic. And if OEMs had the capability in a cost-effective manner to put on every car, they would. BMW loves it, which is great. The most power made on the B-Series NA, 331 wheel horsepower. Do you guys remember Leslie Dust? You probably don't. She had a purple CRX with roller barrel ITBs, um, fully built, probably float heads, dog cut gearbox. She she ran, what did she run that car? I think she got that car to 9.7s NA, which was pretty fast on a B-Series. And this was years ago. You know, I don't know what happened. I don't think many people have that dedication to NA nowadays like we used to have. But, um, yeah, that, and she came to our facility to tune, and we have a lot of com components. And her dad was great, great enthusiast. So I really love that as well, you know. Um, on a Porsche 911, is it possible to put four turbos? What do you think? Yes, it is possible, but I don't know if it's very efficient because the challenge will be pairing of the cylinders. So um, to put four turbos on a flat six, um, not only is the complexity there, I don't really see the benefit from an efficiency standpoint. I think two is good enough. Um, one is okay. And you'll see those combinations from us this year. You'll see a single turbo setup from us and a twin turbo. But four turbos, I don't know if it's just for aesthetics, but I don't think it's a very efficient way to go, especially with the complexity of such a design, you know? Um, what is the top preventive maintenance I can do for an F20C for longevity is what the Gorilla Picker asks. Proper oil. The oil is the lifeblood of an engine. So that being said, using a proper high zinc oil that doesn't disassociate the zinc from the base compound easily so that you don't hurt anything in your catalyst, that protects, cools, and also gives you excellent thermal and chemical stability is what you need with a very low evaporative function. Not very many oils can do that. My choice is Purell, um, some aerospace-derived oil, and those guys are absolutely brilliant scientists, and I love their components significantly. It's helped me maintain my engines, and they're ideal for both street and race applications. It's, it's somewhat expensive on, on uh, Amazon, but I have it on sale just to help you enthusiasts for $13.99 a quart. And in the long run, it's actually more cost-effective than conventional oils that cost $8 because you have longer change intervals, six to 7,000 miles, which is fantastic, you know? I'm a dedicated DNA person as well, Che, by all means. I love D-Series. It's just that my clients don't really love that engine. So even though we've done a lot and we've had records that continue to stand till today, it's really interesting how things pan out after some time, how people tend to embrace some of the newer, bigger, easier platforms. But I love the challenging as well. Um, my left knee, Effing Hertz, says, was it challenging putting the manual transmission in my Odyssey? No, it was not. So I used the gearbox from the Acura TL Type S. It bolts on directly to the J35 that came automatic. I used a flywheel from um, the um, 
2013 Accord manual, which is pretty easy to adopt as well with longer boats, which we had to fly from Japan because there were none in the country. So the waiting game was a little bit challenging. From a shifter perspective, to replace the factory shifter mechanism, because I wanted to look OEM, I used an EP3 shifter and cables. And it reached nicely. I had to switch around the orientation of the shifter. So instead of the center one stayed as is, but instead of a push, I changed it to a pull, which is very nice. And that was it. And the axles were really interesting. It was a combination of the inner hubs of the Acura TL Type S snouts for the gearbox and the outers of the Odyssey. So it wasn't so bad at all. It wasn't so bad. Thank you, Greg. I, I look forward to your order. Thank you so much. Um, manual swap in the first-gen RDX. I haven't done that. So I wouldn't be the best person in the position to answer that for you. I'm so sorry, you know. How many hours a day did I study in college? Oh, my God, S14. It was pretty brutal, but I, I'm very happy that I did that. I went to school full-time, and I worked full-time. So for those of you who remember Circuit City, I used to work at the Circuit City. You know where service was state-of-the-art. They're no longer around um, for obvious reasons. The advent of the Internet and, you know, our friends from Amazon and so on and so forth. So that being said, um, I worked full-time there and was an engineering student, so going to school during the days, working late nights, working weekends as much as I can. I studied from pretty much morning to late evening every day. And even at the track in between rounds when I was having fun, I had my books with me and study as well. So it's really good, you know. Um, the best tool for a home garage, best tool would be a proper toolbox, of course. And something that I wish I had is one of those really portable lifts, which are pretty nice. Not a serious one, but um, Ben Pack has this really cool lift that you can plug into your wall. I have it at my facility. I'll show it when I get back home. And it's really, really nice. And it uses a standard 120 outlet and regular ATF as the hydraulic mechanism fluid. And you can anchor it into your ground very easily. And when you're done, you can unbolt it and have your garage space back. So it's absolutely fantastic. So I had a great time with that. It was pretty nice, you know? Don't know S14. I know it seems like you're going crazy now, but it is totally worth it. Um, put it this way. I have my own business now, and I still don't sleep well. We're here filming for a show in Rochester, New York, and call time is 4 o'clock, and we don't get... We don't leave the set until 6.30 a.m., so it's an all-nighter, which is pretty crazy, you know? So don't feel bad at all. The do's and don'ts on making a nice second... C6 single cam. Okay, here are the do's. Use proper pots. You know, things like beast motor valve train, beast motor camshafts, beast motor rods. Um, shim your pump slightly. Use a very good oil. I just mentioned about pure oil for break-in and also for uh, your regular fill. Um, make sure you use a quality turbocharger. I'm a huge advocate of Turbinex and Precision. Um, use a reputable source for your exhaust manifold. And use a very good engine management system. No flashes, no chrome, use something good. Honda AEM Series 2, Infinity are my choices. You can do a good job in tuning properly. A reputable tuner is extremely important. Do not, do I even need to say this, but I will, Vitara pistons, please don't use those. Stay away from those. It may be, in your mind, a cost-effective way of getting a low compression piston, but by all means, Begin with the end of mind, get a proper forged piston set from a company like Tron. And um, sorry about the noise here, guys. It's getting a bit noisy, so. Someone's playing music, actually. Anyway, um, long story short, let me see if I can turn this down. Hold on, guys. Well, I didn't have much success. But maybe my cue to leave very soon, because I have to catch a bus. But um, 
Do not use eBay turbos. Make sure you use turbochargers that are very appealing um, and, and web turbo because when the eBay turbo breaks and it will, it takes out your entire engine, you know? Um, HK, so Garrett, I guess you're talking about turbochargers. I do have experience with both. I like the sound of the HKS, but I do, if I had those are two choices, Garrett would be my choice because of their vast OEM experience. But my personal turbo choice is Turbonetics. And you guys may not know this, but Turbonetics does a great job in creating turbochargers for the uh, military. So all the drones for the U.S. government are pretty much Turbonetics. They are really raising the volume here. Hopefully you guys can hear me properly, you know? Oh, hello! Joe, good seeing you. Thank you so much, you know? Uh, oh, okay. Don't cut it? Okay, you can hear me. Good. Well done. I was really concerned because it's really loud over here. So my apologies. Um, so, back to the D-Series turbo stuff. Don't use subpar parts. In other words, begin with the end of mind. Sleeve your block, proper turbo, proper pistons from Trom. We have rods in house which are very cost effective. Ours are like 300 bucks. Very cheap. Um, you can really have a very good project without breaking the bank, which is pretty cool. My pleasure, Fabian. My pleasure indeed. So guys, it's a little bit late now. Um, I do have to catch, we've been in this session for about 40 minutes. I do have to catch the bus going to the set. So I may have to depart very soon. Um, just to answer Zane, your question really quick. Um, turbocharging versus supercharging. Turbocharging allows you to use wasted energy of sound, heat, mass flow rate of air in the exhaust to turn a compressor to get more air in the engine to make more power. A supercharger uses mechanical leverage from the crankcase to spin from the crankshaft to spin a compressor to get air in. So you do take energy to create a lot more energy that you need in a supercharging system, but there's no lag. So your setup acts like a very big NA setup. Meanwhile, turbocharging, there's some lag. It's almost impossible. It's really impossible to not have absolutely no lag on a turbocharged engine. The best of both worlds combined, the two would be great, but um, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Um, Victor's asking, would I ever sell my Odyssey? I really like that car a lot, and I know if I do, I regret it, but if, I, if there's someone who really wants to enjoy the car and the price is right, I'll be more than happy to. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate the kind words and all the love. Um, hopefully, I get to see you guys soon before I head back to the Southern California area. But in the meantime, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you once again to Rutledge and also Lindsay for joining me today as well and just popping up behind me. Guys, I really appreciate your dedication to learn and to explore and to do the best you can. Without you, I'm nothing. Hello, AJ. I missed you all day. I look forward to talking to you next week as well. Take care, everyone. Stay tuned. And have a great day or evening, depending where you are. Cheers.